0: This is Live La Bella Vita with your host, Dawn Catherine. If you're looking to know all the latest beauty tricks of the trade and the latest fashion trends before everyone else, this is your show. Do you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense? This is your show. It's Live La Bella Vita on Toginet with Dawn Catherine. If you love wine, And want to know more about the process it takes from the vine to the bottle? If you love Italian food and want to learn Nana's recipes, you enjoy travel and want to know the best luxury destinations and resorts. Love spending time with La Familia. Does your business or passion allow you to live La Bella Vita? Let's find out. All that and a little more with an Italian flair. This is Live La Bella Vita on Togina.com. And now, here's your host, Don Catherine.
1: Benu Vidal, and welcome to the La Bella Vida show. I am Dawn Catherine, your hostess with the mostest. I am glad that you have joined me tonight. If you're listening to me live, thanks for joining. If you're listening to me on a download podcast, thank you for downloading the show. If you didn't know you could do that, you absolutely can by going to the TogiNet page, going to my show La Bella Vida, downloading the show. You can actually head on over to iTunes uh, as well, put in the name of the show, La Bella Vita. Scroll on down to podcast. Subscribe for free. You get to hear any of my late shows. And uh, if you have an Apple device, you can hit your little podcast icon and uh, you can search for it that way as well so you can bring it wherever you go so I hope that you do it Uh, tonight we are going to have a really great show because we're going to talk about all things fourth of July because believe it or not it's coming up fast and furiously it's less than three weeks away people Uh, so I'm going to share with you some great trivia about the fourth of July tonight so if you're going to be going to any fourth of July parties you're going to have some great Knowledge and trivia tidbits so that you can place a bet so either you're going to leave that party with a little extra cash in your pocket or a few extra beers whichever you choose um and for those of us who like to travel uh i'm going to give you some great places to go check out some fourth of july festivities and uh we have some of the as usual places that A lot of people go, but I actually have some small town celebrations that you might want to check out. So that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. But as usual, we're going to start with what's going on in the world and uh, lots and lots going on. First of all, I wanted to say, and it's very sad, I wanted to say I want to send my thoughts and prayers to Muhammad Ali's family who, as we know, Muhammad Ali passed away on Friday, and he was an icon of all icons. I don't care where you were in the world, if you said the name Muhammad Ali, they knew who you were talking about. And I think that is an amazing thing. One of my favorite quotes from Muhammad Ali, I have to tell you, is... Something that I, that resonates with me so personally, and it's this. It says, I just wish people would love everybody the way they love me. It would be a better world. And I so agree with that because everybody loved Muhammad Ali, and everybody uh, cherished him and admired him. And he was such an icon and such a mentor for so many people. And uh, he never took that lightly, and I respected that from him very much, Uh, and also one of his quotes that I love as well is, service to others is the rent that you pay your room here on this earth and I think that is very true as well Uh, he was also quoted as saying to one of his friends when he was on a flight and uh, they were coming into a a city that I don't remember what they said but uh, he looked out and he said to his friend you know I could go all those houses that are down there with the lights twinkling I could go up to any one of those houses ring the doorbell and not only would they open the door they would let me in And they would sit me down, and they would talk to me, and they probably would make me something to eat and drink. And that is so true. Uh, But Muhammad Ali has a legacy that will last forever. And, you know, he has nine children, and he leaves behind a wife and many grandchildren. And I just want to send my condolences. The world has definitely lost an icon. And 2016 needs to really just chill out with the icons that it's taken away from us this year. It's just it's just gonna stop. They've they've taken enough. Can we like wait till like 2020 or something? Because I really can't take anymore. Um, also, as you may have heard by now, history was made last night. Uh, we have a female nominee for the president of the United States. Hillary Clinton clinched the nomination last night, and well, actually, Sunday night, but uh Actually, it was Tuesday night, right? Tuesday, Monday, but yeah, Monday night. I can't keep things straight. I don't even know what day it is anymore. Anyway, she clinched the nomination, and I have to say, whether you love her or hate her, Hillary Clinton has done something that no other woman has done before. And I, for one, have to say that, for me, for my mother and her generation, uh, which are you know is the baby boomer generation, to be able to see a woman be nominated for the highest office in the United States of America is pretty spectacular. And, uh, you know, for any woman, uh, I think it's an amazing thing. However, that being said, we are a little bit behind the times because many other countries have already elected female presidents and officials. So we are behind the time, but this is definitely historic. So it will be interesting to see how this election plays out. But I definitely have to say that uh, I am proud that my mother was able to see a female uh, be nominated, and uh, we'll see where it goes from here. And uh, I just hope that we have a uh, as cordial of a race as we possibly can, although I don't think that's really going to be um, possible. <laughs> Seriously. Um So the one thing that I have to talk about this week as well, which is so exciting to me is one of my favorite shows is going to be on this Sunday night on CBS at eight o'clock and you need to check it out. It's the Tony awards people. And you have to watch because James Corden is going to be hosting the show. He's freaking hilarious. And you know, there's nothing better than theater. And if you go to New York, you have to check out theater. And I think, think that you really should if in your area you have local theaters support theater it is an amazing thing to go see live Live performances and it's life changing, and I'm super excited. Of course, Hamilton is up for a gazillion awards, and I think that they're probably gonna sweep, uh, so uh, it's gonna be a pretty historic night for them. They are going to be performing, so I'm super psyched for that. So, if you uh, are a theater lover or maybe you're on the fence, maybe you should check out the Tony Awards CBS, 8 o'clock, don't forget okay so you know i'm obsessed with reality shows right yes so bachelorette all i have to say is if you're watching the bachelorette it's crazy there's a guy on there who got booted off last night his name is chad he is cuckoo cachoo crazy threatening other guys in the house so glad he's gone and i think this is going to be a really good season of the bachelorette so i'm really um i'm excited. And I'm going to give you my prediction of who I think she picks. And uh, hopefully I'm right. But I think that she ends up going, I'm not going to tell you. No, no. I think she ends up picking Jordan, who happens to have a brother who's in the NFL. And he himself was in the NFL. So we'll see how that plays out. But I think she's super attracted to him. And uh, so we'll see if I'm right. So when the show ends in, I guess, August, we'll come back to this date and we'll see if my prediction rings true. So uh, what else is going on in the world? Okay, so we had The Bachelor. Okay, I can't go without talking about Game of Thrones, people, because, you know, I'm a little bit on the obsessed side. So a lot has, I've taken a couple of weeks off from the show. So much has happened, but like literally every episode is so epic and so much happens in such a short amount of time. It's like I didn't even know it's like one season of a regular show. So, but listen, the hound is back. And that was pretty freaking epic because if you watched <laughs> last season, you wouldn't have thought that the mountain could, be, the hound could possibly be alive. So, this is major stuff. And literally, I screamed at the TV when I saw the hound appear on the screen because I could not believe it. Okay, so if you watch. The show, you know that Tommen and uh, Marjorie allegedly have sided with the High Sparrow, okay? But I have to say that I'm a little bit suspect of this whole situation because if you look back at some of the other seasons, uh, Marjorie doesn't have a very fond like of the Sparrow, and she has said in the past that she wanted to see the Sparrow dead and uh, some other hints. So, me thinks that Marjorie's flip to the side of the light and with a sparrow is just a very uh, coy little way of getting in with him and she is going to attack him when he least suspects it and I have to say I can't wait for that Um, Arya bless her heart oh it was horrible the end of the show she gets stabbed and she is walking in the city and she's bleeding everywhere and everybody's looking at her and no one seems to be tending to her and somebody just needs to help the chick because it is so sad but we know that she's going to survive but it's just how she survives and how long she's going to be out of commission but come on already with Aria it's been like a, a, a season and a half where she's been in this snow. you know ugh, I just want her to get back with the people (laughs) i want her to see sansa and Jon snow and get back in the mix of things and i hope it's coming soon for the love of god it better be by the end of the season um and of course you know you have Jon snow and sansa going and looking for people to join in their army and their revolution and let's hope that all happens and then they see they come upon bella the little 10 year old who's ruling the House of Mormont, and uh, she was a little spitfire, was she not? Ten years old, and she was sassing Jon Snow like nobody's business. Uh, I thought that was pretty amazing. But in the end, she said yes after giving them some sass and that she would give them 62 men. So you kind of thought you were led to believe that she had this big army of men when in raw reality she only had 62 guys to give to them. But... She did say yes, so that would be – that's kind of cool that she did that. Uh, So that's what's going on in Game of Thrones, and uh, there's only three more shows left before the end of the season, and I'm freaking out that it's already, like, that much into the season. But I did just read something that said that the last episode of the season is the longest uh, finale show that they've had thus far. So let's hope so because – I really want that to be true. Uh, so anyways, that is what's going on. We'll be back with a little bit more about 4th of July. And uh, and I have my uh, icon awards, my style icons and wine. See you on the other side.
0: Might. This is Live La Bella Vita. Stay with us to learn more about the latest beauty tricks of the trade and latest fashion trends before anybody else. We'll be back with more Live La Bella Vita right after these on TogiNet.com.
2: listen up. Did you know recent studies are suggesting that women with skinny waists but sizable hips are smarter than other women? Scientists at the University of Pittsburgh and the University of California gave cognitive tests to a group of 16,000 women and girls of different body types and found the women with the greatest hip-to-waist proportions scored higher. Hmm, I guess that would make me a walking encyclopedia Britannica. Now, hold on, that doesn't mean it's okay for us to be a powder pigeon. That's another name for a woman whose sizable hips can take up a whole supermarket aisle. Research suggests that the fat around fuller hips and thighs holds higher levels of omega-3 fatty acids, which helps the brain. I'm not sure if I would rather be able to do the Sunday crossword puzzle or get into those jeans I bought ten years ago. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words.
0: It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert Annette Hammond.
3: How much sleep is enough per night? Eight hours? Six hours? Studies show that people who sleep between six and a half and seven and a half hours per night live the longest. But sleep deprivation affects about 27% of U.S. adults. Time magazine released a study showing how sleep and overeating are intertwined. The article cited a report from an American Heart Association conference that showed growing evidence that links healthy weight with getting adequate sleep. It showed that sleep deprivation is associated with overeating. In the study, people who were sleep-deprived ate more than 500 additional calories a day. Adequate sleep is important for many reasons, but this research proves that proper sleep is imperative to maintaining a healthy weight. I'm Annette Hammond. Like us on Facebook at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond.
0: And from thence, I had great desire to see Italy and came to Venice and from thence to Florence where I played before the Duke and got great favors. If it's good enough for Sting, it's good enough for us. This is Live La Bella Vita on Toginet. If you love Italian food, you admire celebrities beauty and their fashion sense, you love travel and luxury destinations and resorts, this is your show. It's Live La Bella Vita, all with an Italian flair. Now, let's get back to the show on Toginet. It's Live La Bella Vita, and here again is your host, Don Catherine.
1: Welcome back. It's Dawn Catherine. This is the La Bella Vita show, and uh, we are going to talk about my incantatos, what has me spellbound. I do this every week, so every week I have a style icon. So, the Met Gala may be fashion's prom night, but the CFDA awards celebrate the designers and influence who affect. Our style, and that's a pretty big deal. So, in fact, the red carpet looks we admire wouldn't be possible without these devoted icons, stylists, and trendsetters who are attentive to each and every detail, and the Icon Award this year went to beyonce so who am i to disagree so of course this week it's going to beyonce also the international award went to alessandra Mikkel of gucci one of my favorite designers and uh, the swavatsky award for women's wear went to brandon maxwell so congratulations to all them and all the other winners of the cfda awards and congrats On another stellar year in fashion. So, my wine pick this week going with our 4th of July theme is from eola hills wine cellars it's the fifth largest winery in oregon and uh, they have introduced the patriot red The patriot red is a blend of sangiovese merlot and pinot noir from three states oregon washington and california and it's described as a smooth bold and slightly sweeter wine red stands not only for the color of the wine but it's also an acronym for remember everyone deployed Eola Hills will donate $1 for every bottle sold toward care packages for our troops stationed abroad. If they sell the whole production run, that will amount to almost $300,000 or around 16,000 care packages, each containing $15 to $20 worth of toiletries and food items. Patriot Red is available at eolahillswinery.com. Go get some and drink for a good cause. But if you're If you live in these states, Alabama, Arkansas, Delaware, Kentucky, Maryland, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, New Jersey, North Dakota, Pennsylvania, Utah, Vermont, West Virginia, Eola Hills wineries does not ship there. So please thank your enlightened politicians, and maybe you should get them to allow wine to be imported to your state, <laughs> so there you go. Um, also, you know it's a very sad day for me today as well, and I just wanted to dedicate this show to somebody that was an influence on my life, and his name was Alvin Blaha. As many of you know, I grew up uh, in theater and was in a traveling theater group, and I crossed this entire country many times over performing. And uh, one of the places that we performed was in Virginia, and there was a guy guy named Alvin Blaha who welcomed us with open arms and there was 30 of us teenagers all aged between the age of 12 and about 17 and uh, he had a peanut farm and every year we would travel to Virginia and we would go to his peanut farm and uh, he would make us uh, fried chicken and huddle Puppies and a nice country dinner every single year and him and his family uh, lived right there on the farm and they were so amazing to us and he was this guy that was larger than life he uh, to me he seemed like the mountain from Game of Thrones he was just really really tall big dude and just like the biggest teddy bear you ever wanted to meet Uh, Alvin passed away yesterday and uh, it's just really sad. Uh so I just wanted to dedicate this show to him and his family and to let him know how much he meant to us because we really did love him. So I dedicate this show to you, Alvin Blaha. You definitely made a difference in everybody's lives that you touched. So and he was a patriotic dude, so it's really, you know, a great segue to our Fourth of July part of our show. Uh so listen, there's lots of stuff that you might not know about 4th of July, and I'm going to inform you, and this is where you might win some money at the 4th of July party that you're going to, because these are some great facts that you might not have known. Uh, first of all, Congress made Independence Day an unofficial uh, paid, official, unpaid holiday for federal employees in 1870, but it wasn't until 1938 that Congress changed Independence Day to a paid federal holiday, so thanks Congress from 1938 for actually doing your job. Amazing, right? Uh, Only John Hancock actually signed the Declaration of Independence on July 4th, 1776. Like, seriously, who would have thought that? Uh, All other signers of the Declaration of of Independence signed it later than that date, which is, I think, a shock to most of us. Like, I know that some we kind of did learn some of this in history, but do I remember what I learned back, like, 30 years ago? Hell no. Uh, The Declaration of Independence was signed by 56 men from 13 colonies. Uh, the average age of the signers of the Declaration of Independence, believe it or not, was 45 years old. The youngest was Thomas Lynch Jr. of South Carolina; he was only 27 years old. But the oldest delegate was from Pennsylvania, and that would be Benjamin Franklin, who was 70 years old when he signed the Declaration. The lead author of the Declaration, of course, was Thomas Jefferson, who was only 33 years old uh, when he when he authored the Declaration. And uh, I think this is another kind of amazing fact as well. One out of the eight signers of the Declaration of Independence were educated at Harvard. Seven in total, which I think is pretty crazy. And, of course, I'm partial to Harvard because it's in Massachusetts, of course. The only two signers of the Declaration of Independence who later served as President of the United States were John Adams and Thomas Jefferson. And the stars on the original American flag were in a circle, so all the colonies would be equal, I think that is a pretty cool thing. The first Independence Day celebration took place in Philadelphia on July 8, 1776. This was also the day that the Declaration of Independence was first read in public after people were summoned by the ringing of the Liberty Bell. And the White House held its first Fourth of July party in 1801, which seems kind of crazy that it took that long. Uh, President John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, and James Moreau all died on the Fourth of July. Adams and Jefferson both signed the declaration died on the same day within hours of each other in 1826. Um, Benjamin Franklin proposed that the turkey was to be the national bird of the United States Uh, but that was overruled by John Adams and Thomas Jefferson who recommended the bald eagle and said and I have to say I have to go with John Adams and Thomas Jefferson on this one because I can't even imagine having the turkey as our national bird in 1776 there were 2.5 million people living in this new nation that we call the United States of America today our population is 300 300- 120 million. So if anything tells you something about this statistic is that we have a lot of time on our hands to get to 320 million people. Uh 59 places in the US contain the word liberty in the name. Pennsylvania with 11 has more of these places than any other state. Of the 59 places nationwide containing liberty in the name, four are counties. Liberty County, Georgia, Liberty County, Florida, which I had no idea even existed. I live in the state. Liberty County in Montana and Liberty County in Texas. Uh, I wonder if my Texas producer knew that they had a, a town county named Liberty. I'll find out. The most common patriotic sounding word used within place names is union with 136. Pennsylvania has the most of them. Uh, But most of them, most commonly used, were Washington, Franklin, Jackson, and Lincoln. And uh, Lincoln, I happen to have one in my home state of Rhode Island. Um, Barbecue is also big on Independence Day, as we all know. Approximately 150 million hot dogs will be consumed, and 700 million pounds of chicken are consumed on the 4th of July. Uh, They didn't give me a stat on beef, but I can tell you I'm sure it's huge Uh, as well as copious amounts of beer, wine and margaritas. And if you're me, mojitos as well. Uh, and anything that has, that's like red, white, or blue. That's what I love to have on the 4th of July. <laughs> Every 4th of July, the Liberty Dell in Pennsylvania is tapped, but it's not actually rung 13 times in honor of the 13 original colonies. And traditions place the origins of Yankee Doodle as a pre-revolutionary war song originally sung by British military officers. Officers to mock the disheveled, disorganized colonial Yankees with whom they served in the French and Indian War. It's believed that the tune came from the nursery rhyme Lucy Lockett. One version of the Yankee Doodle lyrics is generally attributed to Dr. Richard Schuckberg, a British Army surgeon, and according to one story, he wrote the song after seeing the appearance of uh, colonial troops under Colonel Thomas Fitch, who is the son of Governor Thomas Fitch of Connecticut. So there you have it. Um, And the tune of the national anthem was originally used by an an English drinking song called The Anacreon in Heaven. The words have nothing to do with consumption of alcohol, but the melody that Francis Key had in mind when he wrote those words did originate decades earlier as the melody for a song Praise of Wine. And I think that I need to look up that Praise of Wine song because I think I could resonate that. Uh, So for as long as Americans can remember... The nation has celebrated the 4th of July by staging grand fireworks shows in public squares and lighting smaller displays at home. So why do we commemorate independence day by setting off thousands of small little explosions because john adams wanted us to before the declaration of independence was even signed he envisioned fireworks as part of the festivities and a letter to his wife abigail adams on july 3rd 1776 he wrote that the occasion should be commemorated with pomp and parade with shoes games sports guns bells bonfires and illumination from one end of this continent to the other from this time forevermore the first commemorative Independence Day fireworks were set off on July 4, 1777. The Pennsylvania Evil Evening Post wrote that in Philadelphia, the evening was closed with the ringing of bells, and at night there was a grand exhibition of fireworks, also lit up the sky, uh, and everything was conducted with the greatest of order and decorum in the face of joy. And, uh, and in Boston, they also had fireworks as well. So, definitely uh we love some fireworks and that continues still to this day so uh when you're watching your fireworks think john adams because he's the one who got them for us when we come back we're going to talk about where you can travel to celebrate this upcoming fourth of july holiday i think you'll really enjoy it we'll see you on the other side of break this is the bella vita show it's don catherine we'll see you on the other side
0: Is live la bella vita stay with us to learn more about the latest beauty tricks of the trade and latest fashion trends before anybody else we'll be back with more live la bella vita right after these on togynet.com
2: Last night, my husband was laughing as he was reading about the differences between men and women. According to the article, men get single tusks or hiccups more often than women. Everyone knows that women are better at multitasking than men. I'm good at both multitasking and procrastinating. Which means right now there are 28 things that I'm putting off until later. What's another word for a person who puts everything off until the last minute? A cunt Women blink nearly twice as much as men. And while men can read smaller print than women, women can hear better. In fact, when a woman says, what? She heard you. She's just giving you a chance to change what you said. It's Marching Never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app Too Funny for Word. it's Words. It's Marching Never Heard. And you wiggle your ears? Studies suggest that only 10 to 20% of humans are able to wiggle their ears. That's pretty Ostrobogulus. Ostrobogulus is another word for bizarre or unusual. Of course, many animals have the ability to independently turn their ears in the direction of a sound by using their auricular muscles. In humans, ear wiggling is thought to be more of a vestigial feature, meaning it was once a useful trait of our ancient ancestors, but not needed anymore. Some people can't stop wiggling their ears. This rare moving ear syndrome is known as dyskinesia. This can be a pretty embarrassing condition, especially if you are macrotus or have big ears. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for
0: Words. If you love Italian food, you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, you love travel and luxury destinations and resorts, mm-hmm. this is your show. All with an Italian flair. It's Live La Bella Vita. Now, let's get back to the show on TogiNet. And here again is your host, Don Catherine.
1: And welcome back. It's Dawn Catherine, and we're talking about the upcoming 4th of July holiday and where you can travel to this 4th of July uh, to have a really special experience from small towns to some of the major cities. I got you covered from one side of this country to the other, so I'm sure there's some place that's close to you. So uh, get in the car and travel and do some fun things on the 4th of July or just stick in the backyard and spark up the Barbie and throw on some hot dogs and hamburgers and call it a day. But, uh, here's some places that might make it a little extra special fun. Uh, they have some great 4th uh, of July festivities in Bar Harbor, Maine. And it always begins at the crack of dawn with a blueberry pancake breakfast sponsored by sponsored by the local Rotary Club. After breakfast, locals and tourists alike line up on Main Street to watch the 4th of July parade. However, the real celebration starts in the afternoon with the annual lobster races where lobsters sponsored by local businesses claw their way to victory on a small racetrack. So lobster abounds in Bar Harbor on fourth of july so check it out uh you can sip on never-ending rupiah floats in telluride colorado famous in the states for its lush ski resorts this small money town set in the southwest pocket of colorado is also well known for its lavish fourth of july festivities with free rupa floats on tap an aerial show with f-16 flyovers a dynamic fireworks show telluride is the perfect place to celebrate independence day and uh Anytime I can have a root beer float is a good day. Actually, I prefer cream soda floats, so... Maybe they can make that exception for moi. Uh, watch the past come alive in Saratoga, New York. For history lovers, there's no better place to celebrate the 4th of July than Saratoga, New York. The site of one of the most famous battles of the American Revolution, the small town of Saratoga, drums up a celebration worthy of its vibrant past. Particularly popular are the live reenactments of famous scenes from American history, such as the signing of the Declaration of of Independence. So check it out in Saratoga. In just a three and a half hour drive from both Boston and New York City is the quintessential American village of Cooperstown, New York. This year, the Farmers Museum will mark the occasion with traditional 18th century music, musket blasts, and a reading of the Declaration of Independence at 1 p.m. on the Village Green. Other trades and crafts of the period will be demonstrated, including blacksmithing, printing, and open hearth cooking, Visitors can also take a horse drawn wagon tour or a ride on the carousel for beer lovers. Cooperstown is home to four breweries who will all be providing tours, tastings, and traditional food offerings. And it just so happens that I'm going to be in that area uh, at the end of June for uh, my nephew's graduation. So I might have to go check that out. Uh, In The next place we are going to go to is some place that I know a lot about, and it's referred to as the most patriotic town in the country, and that would be Bristol, Rhode Island, my home state. Uh, It has one of the biggest small-town parties over the 4th of July weekend. Dating back to 1785, this northeast town is believed to have the nation's oldest 4th of July celebration. The party begins, though, on June 14th, which is Flag Day and continues through Independence Day weekend, a three-week-long program. Program of concerts, carnivals, and various other events. It, it all culminates uh, with a massive fireworks display on the night of July 3rd. But it's July 4th when America's oldest 4th of July parade will take place with military, firefighters, and civilians all taking part. It's an amazing parade. And if you ever have the chance, I highly, highly, highly suggest that you go check out the oldest 4th of July parade ever. It's great. I've been to it many times obviously since I grew up there. It is a really, and Bristol is a quintessential New England town. It's just adorable. You will love it. Take my word. Uh, the next place that you might want to go to is St. Augustine, Florida which is located between Jacksonville and Orlando. This small town of St. Augustine, small in size, is known for celebrating the 4th in a big way with the large, largest fireworks show on the East Coast. Time to a soundtrack, of patriotic music. The 20-minute program is dazzling and soars above historic Castillo de Amarcos. Uh And it's not on my list, but it just came to mind. If you happen to be going to Disney World for the 4th of July, just know that the 4th, 3rd and the 4th are both celebrated uh, as 4th of July and... The Magic Kingdom has the most spectacular 360-degree firework display that you will ever see. So check it out if you are in Walt Disney World. And if you've never been sometime in your lifetime, you have to go on the 4th of July because it is pretty amazing. And, of course, you can groove to the bluegrass in Natchez, Louisiana. Uh, You can celebrate it uh, the fourth in true Cajun style. It's the oldest town in Louisiana and set alongside the Cane River Lake. The celebrations in this small town are exuberant and rooted in Louisiana tradition. There will be barbecue and fireworks aplenty, plus performances from local bands. Uh, So check that out. And, of course, another great a city that you can go to, small city, uh, is Eastport, Maine. It's not only the easternmost city in the entire United States, it's also home to the largest 4th of July festival. The city hosts festivities over a long five-day weekend to celebrate the nation's independence and old home week when Maine natives return from all over the world. Participate in cooking demonstrations, talent shows, pet shows, water sports, and a ton of other exciting events. For the whole family to enjoy The festival features food and drink From some of the most popular local restaurants And there are firework displays nightly For those wishing to celebrate In tradition of 4th of July style And if you're into sporting events And activities The festival offers a good amount of opportunities To stay active Whether you're a runner participating In one of the road races Or pumping up your adrenaline in a boat race There's certainly something for everyone And of course any time you go to Maine Is a good time to partake in some of its sumptuous lobster that should be in by all. And I can't wait till I go home in a couple of weeks to partake in some Maine lobster because I love it so. Uh, so some of the top cities that are across America that, you know, you probably have heard are great cities to go and see the fireworks. Well, I'm going to tell you about some of those because there's lots of cities that you can go to that have some great fireworks. And Baltimore is one of those cities. They have an all-day event starting at noon with entertainment in the Inner Harbor Amphitheater located at Light and Pratt Streets. Uh, They have fireworks uh, and you can watch from Federal Hill, Fells Point, Canton, and Rashfield. Or on top of the World Trade Center, uh, and uh, which is $5, $4, uh, $5 for adults. So check that out. Baltimore, great city, and go have some crab while you're there. Of course, the other city that is close to my heart is Boston in is going to be the city that I'm probably going to be spending for the July in this year. Uh, you know, concerts are held July 3rd and 4th on the Esplanade, the Charles River, between the Longfellow and Mass Ave. Bridges on both the Boston and Cambridge sides of the river. You have great views. The Oval is the area in front of the Hatch Shell, which is where the actual concert is performed. Uh, People and boats will pack the area full, and you'll be amazed at how many boats are packed out there on the water. The Boston Pops start things on the 4th at 8.30, and this year's performers include hottie Nick Jonas and Demi Lovato, so check it out. Very excited about that. Now, the Boston Harbor Fest is July 1st to the 5th. It's a multi-day event along the waterfront that showcases the colonial and maritime heritage of Boston and the American Revolution. The starting point is City Hall Plaza across from Faneuil Hall. Daily concerts on City Hall Plaza uh, run roughly between noon and 7 p.m. Saturday features the British Are Coming event from 11 a.m. to noon. And, uh, of course, there's always the Chowder Fest. Uh, on July fifth, from eleven a.m. to six p.m., which crowns the Boston's best chowder to the des- most deserving restaurant, and uh, the Chowder Fest is ten bucks, and it's a ten dollars well spent because there's nothing like clam chowder from Boston. It's like you gotta have it. It's the best thing ever. Uh, so I'm probably gonna end up in Boston. On the 4th this year, I'm thinking if I'm not there, then I'll probably be in uh, Newport, in Rhode Island. Not sure. It's all. But if I have it my way, I'll be going to Boston. Uh, Chicago, another great city to partake into some great fireworks scene, uh, scenery. Uh, the Navy Pier fireworks are on July 4th. They start at 9.30 p.m. The shows obviously set to patriotic music. Uh, the Navy Pier also has fireworks displays, by the way, every Sunday and Wednesday from Memorial Day through Labor Day. And on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, so that's pretty cool. So check out Navy Pier Fireworks' website. They have more information. A Taste of Chicago is actually going to be going on from the 8th to the 12th at Grant Park. Uh, normally occurring on or around the 4th of July. Um, it's moved to the following week, so check that out. And, of course, that is really uh, Taste of Chicago. You can't, you know, Chicago has some amazing food, people. I, I love the food there. Uh of course, you know, you can't get enough of the pizza and the ribs and everything else. So, go check it out. Um the next city that you might want to check out <laughs> is the Mile High City and appropriately named now obviously uh it reaches a peak with several events on and around the 4th of july the highlight is the red rocks and blue extravaganza which takes place july 2nd to the 4th in the scenic red rocks amphitheater in state park and nearby morrison uh july 4th is blues travelers fest so if you are a blues traveler and Go check it out. Also in Denver, the Shriners hold a pretty downtown on the 4th of July. Denver's weekend also features the Cherry Creek Arts Festival, which is July 3rd to the 5th. And Cherry Creek in North Denver. This is an outdoor festival featuring artists working in photography, wood, clay, pottery, fiber, and uh, metal. So go check it out. And, of course... You want to go check out, if you're on the West Coast, L.A. The biggest fireworks show is at the Rose Bowl, but the biggest parties are at the beach. So take your pick or apply this knowledge. Families go to the Rose Bowl or for fireworks in Long Beach and Marina del Rey. And single partiers head for the beaches. So if you're a party Head for the beaches. Uh, The Rose Bowl's concessions inside and outside the stadium beginning at 2 o'clock. The Drum Court International performs inside the stadium at 7. Fireworks are at 9. Parkins 15 bucks. Rose Bowl initial is $13.25 for preferred seats. Kids under 7 are free. No alcohol sold inside. That's horrible. Just kidding. Tailgate beforehand. Uh, at the backstop outside the Rosewell Signature Entrance. This event tracks more than 25,000 people. We're going to come back and give you some more info on Cali. We'll see you on the other side of the break.
0: You know, he just might. This is Live La Bella Vita. Stay with us to learn more about the latest beauty tricks of the trade and latest fashion trends before anybody else. We'll be back with more Live La Bella Vita right after these on Toginette.com. Bésame, bésame
2: mucho. years ago, some fishermen off the coast of Italy discovered some pottery along with fish in their nets. Divers were called out and discovered an ancient Roman ship whose galley, or caboose, a nautical term for kitchen, was extremely intact. Some of the food uncovered on board was pickled fish, wine, oil, and grain used to make the ship's biscuits, otherwise known as dandy funks. It is thought the 2,000 year old boat was probably on its way to Spain when it sunk and was covered by layers of mud, baggy wrinkles and all baggy wrinkles are another name for the ship's ropes the mud protected the ship from wear explaining why the leftover food on board was still in such good condition we land lovers may not be familiar with leftovers on the sea but we are familiar with leftovers in our kitchen i'm carolyn davidson and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app to funny for word
0: This is the TogiNet Radio Network, broadcasting quality programming
3: to the world.
4: Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff. And find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything.
0: If you love Italian food, you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, you love travel and luxury destinations and resorts, this is your show, all with an Italian flair. It's live la bella vita. Now, let's get back to the show on TogiNet. And here again is your host, Don Catherine.
1: And welcome back. It's Don Catherine. It's the La Bella Vita show. We are talking about all things Fourth of July, where you might want to go and spend your Fourth of July holiday. Coming up in about three weeks. So, we were talking about LA. Uh, now, we're going to go down to Long Beach because they allegedly have one of the greatest fireworks displays uh, that you might want to see. And uh, you can watch it from two different locations downtown and the Belmont Pier, both offering a combination of family fun. And uh, downtown fireworks over the Queen Mary can be seen from several places along Marina Grand and Green, and the patios of the Seaside Bars in Shoreline Village and Rainbow Harbor, which are all free to go and see. There's also viewing from the Belmont Pier for those in the Belmont Shore section of Long Beach, but go check them out. Marina del Array Fireworks, an annual event over the main channel, attracts thousands. The best place to view is Chase Park, where music to the fireworks is Played over loudspeakers the fireworks begin at 9 p.m earlier in the day there's a parade in adjacent westchester from layola boulevard to Loyola Mar- marymount university so check that out san diego's big Bo- bay boom attracts hundreds of thousands of visitors each year with its spectacular fireworks display that are set off from a variety of locations around the bay including shelter island Harper Island, uh, Seaport Village, and uh, South Marina Park in Coronado Ferry Landing. The show has recently been expanded to include the nearby Chula Vista in Imperial Beach, so the already huge display is sure to be even more impressive this year, so check it out. Of course, It would be remiss if I didn't talk about the other city that would have some of the greatest fireworks ever, and that would be New York City. Uh, New York is so big they have to launch fireworks from three different locations, which together compromise the Macy's Fourth of July fireworks over the Manhattan skyline they'll be launched from the east river between 23rd and 42nd visible in manhattan brooklyn queens and it will be live on nbc at 9 p.m with fireworks beginning at 9:20, people will gather at, at 7 p.m but get there early because i'm telling you people line up for hours ahead of time uh, other events in new york include Nathan's hot dog eating contest on Coney Island. Uh, I never understood this whole thing, but apparently people just love to shove hot dogs down their throat and see who can do the most in the shortest amount of time. Call me crazy, but whatever. Uh, More than 30,000 people have witnessed it in the past and the event is televised on ESPN. Seriously. Uh, There are 4th of July parades in Port Jefferson, which is a great, lovely little town in the Long Island up There uh, in Southampton, in South Hold, in Fireworks, in Jones Beach State Park, which is fantastic, Uh, in Montauk, at Umbrella Beach, and Shelter Island on Crescent Beach, all phenomenal places uh, on the Long Island. Uh, side, so check it out. Philadelphia has an Independence Day ceremony at Independence Hall from 10 to 11 a.m., parade at 11 a.m. to noon through the historic Philly, and the ringing, tapping actually, of the rebel bell at 1 30 p.m., which is located at 500 Market Street, and party on the parkway, Ben Franklin Parkway that is, uh, from noon to 8 p.m. Fireworks will be taking place. The roots gotta love them perform at july gym in what the city calls the largest free concert in america followed by fireworks uh so check that out uh and the fireworks will start at 10 30 uh go check it out that would be fun to be in philly the birthplace uh on the fourth uh seattle uh has family fourth at lake union which has fireworks over lake union uh it's all hot dogs, pizzas, and corn on the cobs, Euros and non-alcohol beverages. Uh, you can go ahead and check it out at Lake Union, and uh, I think it will be a good old time. The fireworks start at, at uh, 10 o'clock, and uh, you can be see them from the Space Needles observation desk and deck and Sky City restaurant at the price of $35 for adults and $15 for children. I think that would be spectacular to see it from the Sky... Needle, uh, the squeeze needles uh, observation deck. How fun would that be? And of course, lastly, how could we leave out the nation's capital, Washington, D.C.? It's not surprising that one of the best Fourth of July celebrations is in the country that takes place at our nation's capital, home to America's most treasured pieces of history. The all day ev- event culminates with probably the most famous fireworks display in the nation at capital 4 that is televised. For all to see. The celebration takes place on the iconic National Mall with Washington, D.C.'s monuments in the U.S. Capitol in the background to form a beautiful and patriotic backdrop to America's Independence Day celebrations. It kicks off. With a parade along Constitution Avenue that features marching bands, military, and specialty units, floats, and some of the nation's political VIPs. After you're done there, head over to the Smithsonian Fork Life Festival, which includes daily and evening music and dance performances, crafts and cooking demonstrations, storytelling, and discussions of cultural issues round out your day with a concert at the washington monument grounds which begin at 6 p.m with the u.s navy band in which also will include the talents of the u.s navy concert band the seas chanted chorus and the cruisers and uh the concert concludes at 9:10, right in time for the fireworks display uh of course it makes a really big deal out of the fourth of july so check it out um and also not only can you um Check that out. You can view it at the National Mall, but uh, you also can prefer to watch it from the Marine Corps War Memorial in Arlington, Virginia. And the gates open up there at 5 p.m., so you could check it out there. And uh, so I think that was great. And also, Williamsburg, Virginia is another place you might want to go and check out. Actors portray life in the days leading to the revolution in the town and historic houses, and they have fireworks at dusk. So check that out as well um and the other thing that you can do uh when you are actually at the uh in the capitol uh you can actually watch the um band play the overture and all of that good stuff the 1812 overture and live cannon fire from the u.s presidential salute battery which is really kind of cool and uh, that would be before the fireworks as well so i don't want to leave that out so you know i think that we've covered almost every place in between from the east coast to the west coast where you could possibly go and check out some great fourth of july activities so i hope that you will take time and go maybe someplace that you've never been before and check out some new history. Uh, I know that uh, I will be doing that, so I hope that you will. But if you're just staying at home, make sure that you have a nice celebration with your family and friends. Make sure that everybody stays safe and uh, no playing with fireworks, okay, because we don't want to be going to the emergency room and make sure that you keep your pets inside especially dogs they're super afraid of fireworks and more dogs are lost on fourth of july than any other day of the year they're really super scared so make sure that you keep your animals inside and if they're outside dogs make sure that they are someplace where they cannot get lost that is just my um you know disclaimer (laughs) so you know, drinking goes along with 4th of July, obviously. Everybody has a little bit of cocktails, beer, wine, whatever your pleasure is on 4th of July to celebrate. So, in, in celebration of this upcoming election, I looked to find out. I did some research to find out which cocktails Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump love the best, since they are going to be the two nominees. They are the two nominees for the President of the United States. So, I thought it would be only fun and necessary to find out what they're going to be drinking on 4th of July, right? So I found out something really interesting today in my research. Donald Trump does not drink. Crazy, right? Because you'd think that he did, but he doesn't. So I've picked a cocktail. I found out what Hillary's favorite cocktail is. And so since the Donald doesn't have a cocktail because he doesn't drink, I came up with one for him. So apparently, according to Hillary Clinton herself, her favorite cocktail is a vodka martini, the James Bond way, shaken. So I'm going to give you the recipe for the best Vesper martini, okay? Uh, so you are going to take uh, some gin, some vodka, 60 mLs of gin, 20 mL vodka, and 10 mLs of Le Blanc or Cauchy Americano. Shake all the ingredients with an ice shaker, then pour into a chilled martini glass, or if you have one, a champagne goblet. goblet, Add a lemon twist. And there you have it, the Vesper Martini recipe, James Bond favorite cocktail, and Hillary Clinton's as well. Uh, And, of course, Trump. So, like I said, since Donald Trump says he doesn't drink alcohol, I've chosen one that I think that you might like. And although I can't tell you the name of it, uh, if you really want to know what the name of it, you're going to have to Google the ingredients that I tell you and find out what the name of the drink is. Because uh, if you do that, you're going to know who I'm voting for in November. So if you're curious as to who I might be voting for, look up, the, <laughs> look up these ingredients on the Google. So you're going to take a half ounce of cream de mint, a half ounce of cream de bananas, a half ounce of overproof rum, and a half ounce of grenadine. You're going to layer it in this order. Grenadine, cream de minthe, banana liqueur, white rum, and then you're going to ignite rum before serving, and serve with a straw. So, that is my cocktail pick for Trump. So, I think this would be great drinks to have at your party, the Clinton and the Trump, and serve them. So, again, not telling you the name of the Trump drink, but look it up for yourself. Hillary Clinton, she is a vodka martini girl. I, I would not, I would not think that, but she is. So there you have it. So there are two cocktails that you can have at your party if you are hosting your own little bash this Fourth of July. All right. So I really hope that you have found a new place to maybe go and watch Fourth of July fireworks or go and partake in some festivities for the Fourth. I know that I will be up in New England and I'll be having a blast uh, in my good old New England, enjoying some of those great. Uh, activities that's going on in boston and uh, rhode island and uh, hopefully i'll be able to do both bristol parade uh in the morning on the fourth and then make my way up to boston to catch the fireworks at night i'm hoping and praying so i hope you have a great fourth of july we'll see you next time in the la bella vita show I want to thank my producer roy over there in texas for helping me out tonight we'll see you on the next episode of the la bella vita show it's don Catherine. we'll see you another time ciao ciao
3: To
4: say
0: Thank you for being a part of Live.